Uh, well, 2 Peter chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. And um, I have 20 minutes. Uh, I asked the Lord, I said, okay, God, uh, we want to do everything this morning. We want to do it for your glory. Just leave me about to 15 or 20 minutes to preach. And, um, and most of the time, if a preacher will um, do this, um, take his watch off, you know what that means? It means nothing. <laughs> it really means nothing if Austin does it, amen? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I was going to pick on Brother Austin because uh, I'm, I'm, uh, the title of my message is God's Promises. And we could go on and on about all the promises. We're not going to cover everything this morning, but... Um, Brother Austin and I, we can get up here, and um, I, I, I promise, I promise, but it never works out, does it? It's just, you don't, you can't find that, as Brother Tommy said, you can't find that, uh, what'd you, uh, the, the landing strip? Uh, so uh, I, I sort of like that, but this is some good stuff here. All of God's Word is good. This is real good, amen? How many of you are here this morning, you know you're saved, you know you're saved, Amen. Now, look, don't guess that you're saved. Don't, maybe I'm saved. Well, I don't know if I'm saved. You, before you leave, you get that, you get that settled, amen? Because it is a promise of God that you can know that you're saved. So in 2 Peter chapter 1, begin with verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us, how? Through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now listen to verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And let's pray and ask God to really speak to us this morning. Father, I thank you that we have a church. We have the freedom to come to church. We have the freedom to have your Word, we have the freedom to preach your word. Thank you for a beautiful song that has been sung this morning on the promise, all the many promises of, of you. Thank you, Lord, that you are a great God. Lord Jesus, you are a, a wonderful and great Savior. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have been with us ever since salvation. And Father, I pray that you would be honored today. You'll help me as I preach in Holy Spirit the best. I know how I do ask that you will help me, forgive me of my sins, and help me to be a blessing as we present the gospel. God, if there's anyone here that they may be trying to go to heaven some other way, that through the Word of God they will understand that it is through Christ and Christ alone. And God, help us as we sung a while ago. Uh, Lord, let us glory in the cross. We thank you for the old rugged cross. Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you that we today, we don't have to wait to Resurrection Sunday to be excited because today we serve a risen Savior. 
And so thank you so much for each person who is here. God help us today. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Well, as I told you earlier, I appreciate Kathy singing that song recently, and it really spoke to my heart about thinking about all of uh, God's promises. And I've heard it for many, many years, ever since I got saved, that there's probably... Well, hold up your Bible. If you have a Bible this morning, um, hold it up. Do you know that you're holding up a book that um, has nearly 30,000 promises in it? Now, I don't know about you. Now, I like treasures. I I don't mind, you know, having a, a, a treasure chest. Andrew and Anna bought an old farmhouse years ago and when they bought it, the family told, uh, told Andrew, said, uh, get rid of some of this junk. And uh, there was a treasure, there, uh, there was a chest there, a trunk, an old antique trunk. And Andrew said, Dad, if you want that, take it. Well, it, it was locked. It, 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 it had not been opened in, in years. I, I said, you don't, don't want it? He said, no, just get, get it out of here. Well, I, I was a little boy. I took that thing home. I broke that lock. Took my, you know, took my revolver like they're doing westerns. Didn't have a key, so I, no. I, I smashed that lock, opened it up. My, there were all kinds of treasures that I took as treasures. You would probably say they're junk, but uh, it was great. I mean, I loved doing, going through and pocket knife here and an old stopwatch here. And it was, it was just great to go through. But church, I'm telling you the Bible it's far greater than any treasure chest. But the problem with us, God's people, we, we don't search the Scriptures to find all these promises. And so this morning, I want you to, I'm going to first of all read a quote by John Bunyan. He said this, The pathway of life is strewn or scattered so thickly with the promises of God that it is impossible to take one step without treading upon one of them. And I agree with him. You, you start in Genesis and you just keep on going, whatever. Tommy this morning got to the book of Daniel and he started reading scripture and, and, uh, and I've seen it for years, but it was treasure this morning. It was, I saw all these great truths that I've read, but I saw them again this morning. So the Bible never gets old. The promises never get old. Peter, I like this. Peter described them as exceeding great and precious. Now, if you read First and Second Peter, Peter, he liked the word precious. He used the word, a term precious faith, precious blood, precious stone, and praise the Lord, our precious Savior. And then these promises, they're, they're great. Why are they great? Why are these promises that we have to read and have to believe and apply to Why are they great? I'll tell you why they're great. They come from a great God. Amen? It's not coming from me. I promise you this. It's like listening to a politician. You know when not to listen to a politician? When their mouth's moving, right? Basically, the ones we have in charge right now don't, 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 don't believe. We can trust God. We can believe what God says. So they come from a great God, but notice this, church. They not only come from a great God, but they lead to a great life. If, if we would believe these promises and live according to God's Word, we'll have a great life. 
We will, now I'm not saying we'll have an easy life. We're still going to have trials and troubles and sickness and cancer and whatever else. But we still have a great life because God is a great God. And so they're, they're precious. Now listen to this. These promises are precious because their value is beyond any calculation or measurement. You, uh, we, we can measure money. We can measure material things. Church, you and I, we cannot put a money amount on the promises of God. Think about this. Uh, try to put a, a dollar amount on eternal life. Try to put a dollar amount on grace. Uh, try to put a dollar amount on God's mercy. Go back this week. Did any of you live a sinless life this past week? I didn't. Thank God for his mercy. Amen. Can't put a dollar amount on it. How about peace with God? Peace of God. How about money amount on the sweet Holy Spirit who lives within us or the love of God? So all of these promises that are in the Word of God. Now listen, don't miss this. All of the promises that are contained within the Word of God, they hinge, they hinge on one great promise, the promise of eternal life. If you and I do not have Jesus Christ today as our Savior, we don't have these promises. You and I, we must settle on the matter of eternal life. Um, I love the promise of eternal life. In 1 John 2.25, it says, And this is the promise that he hath promised to us even eternal life. God can't lie, can he? God has promised to those who will trust in Jesus Christ eternal life. Titus 1.2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. God knew that one day we would need a Savior. God knew that we one day we would need to be redeemed. We couldn't get there on our own. So he sent his only begotten son. So where and how does this eternal life begin? So Peter, he gives the answer, and believe me, you and I, we can't go wrong believing what God says, amen? But he gives the answer in verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us, not through our righteousness, amen? We don't have, <laughs> we don't have salvation. We don't have eternal life. We don't have the hope of heaven in what we can do. He says, through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's what eternal life, how you get eternal, it's faith in Christ. It's, it's listen, and you know this scripture, I'm just going to read it to you and stop and point out some things. For by grace are you saved through what? Faith, faith. And, and it says very plainly, and, and that not of yourselves, church, not of ourselves. It is the what? It's the gift of God. You and I, we can't do anything to earn a gift. It's been given for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if you are here today and you're saying, no, it's got to be up to me to do something. 
to go to heaven. It is not up to you and I to do anything to go to heaven. Jesus, Jesus paid it all. And, and praise the Lord he did. Listen to this. Romans 5.1, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, I'll tell you, you may be like I was years ago. I'm going to tell you again, there's nothing that you and I can do to go to heaven. Nothing that we can do by our good works. Nothing. You say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about giving? No, there's nowhere in the Bible, Brother Lloyd, that says give to the church and you'll gain salvation. Well, what about being baptized? Surely that water is going to wash away. Water can't wash away our sin. What can? What can? <laughs> what can make me? <laughs> Nothing but the blood. Amen. Amen. That, that, it's, it's so plain and simple. Wait a minute. What about joining a good church? You can join every church in this country. That's not going to take you out of heaven. What does, what does Titus, the Bible says uh, in Titus chapter 3, not by works of righteousness, which who has done? Which we have done. No. We don't have any. How many of you, I thought about this because yesterday, didn't, I didn't mean to, but it just worked out. How many of you men in your workshop or garage or somewhere, you've had a rag that you finally just threw it away. It, it, it was smelling so bad. It was so filthy, dirty. You just, I threw one away yesterday. I don't know why I've kept that thing. But it, it was a good illustration when I threw that thing in the trash can because God reminded me, our righteousness, what does the Bible say about our righteousness? It says filthy rags. Our righteousness, the good, and there's sweet people all around this church. But I, I hate to burst your bubble this morning. Eugene, here in just a couple weeks, 42 years ago, you and Linda met Jesus. They didn't bring their righteousness to God and say, I'm going to make a deal with you, Lord. This is what I can do to go to heaven. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't say anything like that. They came to Jesus as sinners. We cannot do anything except repent of our sin, and we can turn from our heart of unbelief to our belief in Christ and what he has done, and boom, praise the Lord, God's righteousness became theirs. God declares us righteous because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We're nothing. We cannot do anything. It's a promise from God. If you, for whosoever, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. So if you're here this morning, listen to me. Please, if you're trying to go to heaven with an ounce of your goodness, don't do it. You can't do it. You won't make it to heaven. Jesus Christ has done everything possible to give us the promise of eternal life. Be sure to lay claim on that promise. Now, I made one other point besides the point, the promise of eternal life. It came from that uh, song that Miss Kathy sang. I want to encourage your hearts for five minutes. Five minutes with the Lord's help, I promise that I'll almost be through. How's that? I tricked you. Miss Kathy sang the song, uh, and, and uh, Melody sang the song a while ago. I'm not going to read this entire song, but I, I want to read you the first part. 
God says, um, I never said that I would give you silver or gold or that you would never feel the fire or shiver in the cold. But I did say you would, listen to this, but I did say you would never walk through this world alone. And I did say don't make this world your home. In other words, the point that I'm going to close with this morning, the promise that God gave when we received eternal life is the presence of God. I heard Brother Charles Stanley preach a message recently on uh, the presence of God. And he started out by making this comment. He said, saved people, do you realize after when you got saved, there's never going to be a, a moment when you are alone. That's, that's a promise. Because when you and I got saved, the Holy Spirit of God took up His abode within us. Never, never, I can honestly say this from, to God, you have never forsaken me. He made a promise in Hebrews, I will never leave you or forsake you. How many of you, and I'm just asking, how many of us, we've ever been forsaken by someone? You know, <laughs> truth is, we all probably have, sooner or later, maybe friends, family, or co-worker, or, or somebody. Brother Scotty, you're here this morning, and I know your battle with COVID was far greater than mine. Man, we prayed for you, and prayed for you, and Deborah, and I appreciate what God's done for you. But I remember that Monday morning, um, I forsook Kim, and Kim forsook me. She dropped me off at the hospital. I didn't know what was going on. And for many, many days, 11 days, we didn't see each other unless she got to the parking lot and 100 yards away just waved like that. But um, it's, it's, not, it's not fun being alone like that. Brother Scott, I don't know about you. You may have been far. I think you were far worse. But good thing about it, brother, God was with us the whole way. I, I had the presence of God the whole time. Some of you right now, you're going through t things far worse than COVID. You're going through battles that uh, the world, uh, the trials, the, the tribulations of life. But I promise you, if you're saved, you have eternal life, you know Christ, you will never face that alone. God is with you. God's presence. Very quickly, now I have to hurry. I've got one minute. I'm going to read these to you. This is coming from God, amen? The blessings of having God's presence. Number one, there's peace in His presence. 2 Thessalonians 3.16, Now the Lord of peace Himself give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all. Poor, aren't you thankful for peace? There's comfort in His presence. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Church, facing death. We went to see J.D. World the other day. He's already made his funeral arrangements. He knows it's a matter of time, days, weeks, whatever. But he's at peace because of the shepherd, because of the Savior. So there's comfort in his presence. There's help in his presence. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And I love this. There's joy in his presence. I'm telling you, Christians, 
Don't you go around with a long face wondering gloom and doom, gloom and doom. It, is, it should be the time that Christians are the happiest and we shine the, the brightest in this dark world. I went to the doctor the other day for a, a checkup. I hadn't been for a while. They said, it's time you, you get checked. And I doctor said, anything wrong with you? And I said, you know, I feel good. I said, I know I don't look good, but I, I feel good. I said, really, the only thing wrong with me, doc, I said, this ear right here, I can hear perfectly well. Brother Joe, I can hear out of this ear. Yeah, I can hear you right now. Go ahead. I can't hear a lick out of this ear. And I like what Curtis Hudson said. You know, doctor, he went and the doctor said, it's old age. And Curtis said, I don't understand it. He said, I can hear good out of this ear. Can't hear anything out of this ear. And you say it's old age and both ears were born at the same time. <laughs> but I said, that's really, and uh, so the nurse comes in. And it's funny what goes on. And Brother Tommy was talking about science and this everything. She looked at me and she asked me questions. She said, are you battling depression? She said, have you ever thought about hurting yourself? And I wanted to say, well, I never thought about hurting myself. I've been thinking about hurting someone else. <laughs> no, I didn't think that. I said, I said, no, ma'am. I said, as far as I know, everything's good. I don't know what they're trying to put in our minds, you know. You, sure, you, you, you got to be depressed. We got to put you on some kind of medicine. And I want to say, I don't need any kind of medicine. I've got Jesus. Amen. I've got, I've got the, all the promises of God's word because there's joy in the presence of the Lord. And I'm telling you, if you're here today and you're trying to find joy and peace and comfort through appeal, you come to my doctor, me. I'll, I'll tell you. It's, you, you look into the promises of God. And I know sometimes we battle things that others aren't used to, but I'm just saying, you go to Jesus first. In Christ, we have eternal life. When we have eternal life, church, we have His presence every moment of our life. Young people, you may not need to know right now God to wrap your, His arms around you. You may. But I promise you this, as you get older, you'll need those arms wrapped around you. Your health will fail you, and things, the, the things of this world will grow mighty dim. But praise the Lord, there's a greater day waiting for God's people. So I'm going to ask you, do you know that you have eternal life? Do you know that you don't, don't hope, don't think, maybe make sure you know that you have eternal life, and that can only be found in Christ. And then rejoice! in the presence of Almighty God. Let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to gather today to sing, to recognize and honor our teachers, to open up your word and to uh, just think about eternal life through Christ. Think about what all the promises are. And uh, Lord, there's many, many others that we will cover later, but I want to thank you for your presence. Thank you so much that you have told us, fear not nor be dismayed, for, for I'm with thee. Lord, you're going to be with us until we go to heaven, and then we'll be with you forever and forever. And so, God, if there's anyone here 
under the sound of my voice this morning that they may be battling this eternal life, knowing that they're saved. I pray that today they would settle that. God, please help people that maybe not, they don't know Christ, that today would be the day of their salvation. And then, Lord, for your people, God, help us to rejoice in your presence. I know that times are tough. The days are dark. But God, we, we have much to praise you, to be thankful. And so God bless our invitation. Please help those who are carrying heavy burdens. Encourage them. Lord, let them learn to give those burdens unto you. So thank you so much for your goodness. Lord Jesus, thank you once again for dying on the cross for my sins. Holy Spirit, thank you for never giving up on me. You kept convicting me and Thank you so much for bringing me to Christ. Thank you, God, for our church. Help us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.